I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. This is going to do people's heads in because I don't think anyone's going to get it by the end of the show. And I'm telling people unless they get it. You know when you have that psychic feeling? Yeah, yeah. And mine was 14, and I'm really annoyed that it's not 14. So uh, tap into your psychic energies. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Any of those quick You're ones coming in there? Wrong. No, they're no. all wrong. Oh, yeah, 20 quid, let us know. Okay, now on to Control Alt Delete. There's some mad stories that are happening in the uh, crazy world of science and tech that we're going to tell you about now. There, we might have uh, discovered alien life. Like actual alien actual life? Actual alien life. Thank God. I've been looking for a way out for ages. Now, let me just turn this off. I want to play the sound that uh, the scientists who have been observing, uh, Canadian researchers, have been listening using their big fancy telescopes. And they have discovered this repeating signal that they get every 16 days. And let me just mute the WhatsApp before you ruin my whole buzz here. Thank you. This is a horrible sound, by the way, so I might turn it down so it's not too loud. Hang on. Let's have a listen to this. Ooh, it's it's exactly like a mouse. A mouse that maybe has just been caught. We should have done that. In a like, trap. What's that sound? You know, and just play this and kind of go, call number one, what's this? It sounds kind of like my cat when she's in pain as well and is she's it, trying to hiss at me. It's the sound of a carrot being pulled out of your arse. <laughs> No, unfortunately, it is It is not. So that's the sound that these Canadian researchers have been hearing. And it's every 16 days. And why is that important? Is because they seem to think that if there is a signal that they see or hear that repeats, yeah. that would apparently suggest that maybe there's alien life, intelligent life out Could there. You imagine there was, though. I know it's probably true. Mm. But do you not just think of aliens as little small blobs? Grey blobs. Do you think if you were an astronaut and you dedicated your life to space exploration and you mm. finally get like hundreds of thousands of millions of miles away and you were the first human being to discover alien life and it is a blob, you'd, you'd would be you be a little bit deflated? No, I wouldn't. I'd love it. You kind of calm back into Houston going, Houston, yeah, I found it, but it's just kind of like snots. They so, just look like snots with eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, so they're not saying anything. There's no world domination. They've no, it, It's just goop, really. They're just squeaking. Yeah, I just kind of stood on one there as well and the first international murderer, so... <laughs> Just going like, can I go home now? I don't know if you'd be a little bit, uh, a little bit annoyed. But anyway, these guys um, have discovered that sound. It repeats in bursts from a distant galaxy every 16 days. Now, the guys, one of the guys is from the Harvard University's astronomy department, right? Avi Loeb is his name, and he has said that he thinks one possibility is that the signals are coming from an ancient, a- or from an alien civilization. Now, 
I think he's also saying that to get a little bit more media coverage of radio signals because they're not the most media friendly, are they? Why would you say that? I'm not trying to put a downer on it, right? He's saying, so all possibilities should be considered, including an artificial intelligent origin. And he also went on to say that one concrete possibility is that this signal, that signal that we heard there, is being emitted from a civilization, an extraterrestrial civilization, using a beam of energy to propel cargo through space. So he thinks there's some sort of tractor beam that's moving cargo around and it's giving off that signal that we just heard. Well, we don't know for certain, but I mean, it's a good uh, indicator, isn't it? It's a good indicator. It said they, they can't rule anything out at the moment. It might just be from <clears throat> Neutron Star. That's just No, no, no. It might just be a regular kind of thing. Let us hope. Yeah, let us hope for the aliens. It'll get more headlines if you come out and say it's, it's, it's an echo from a, a dying star thousands of millions of billions of miles away. But no, I think aliens is going to grab the headlines. Look, we've spoken to people who've been abducted by aliens. Oh, so, have, you know, yeah. if they have... Who are we to judge? That, yeah. We don't know. There we go. Aliens are there. We're talking to them already. So uh, it'll be a while before we find out anything. But there you go. That's the signal. Some people are saying the fast radio bursts are from intelligent life. And we might have stumbled upon something. Um, and it's not a bad thing. It might be. They might be here to destroy us. No, they might. They might be here to destroy, to destroy us, you know. First, you get Brexit. Then you get crazy election here. And now Alien. aliens. So that's pretty tough. Uh, this next story was a, s- a study funded by the US Navy. And what they've done is hijacked locusts. You know the crazy swarms of locusts? Yeah. Biblical locusts that show up mad things. But what they've done is they have turned them into the locust version of a sniffer dog. And now they have trained, I shouldn't say trained, they have turned the locusts into cyborg locusts. They've updated them with pieces of technology into their brains. And the locusts can now detect the scent of explosives. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool, pretty weird, isn't it? So So what do they do when they detect it? Um, turns out that the locust's sense of smell is incredibly good and incredibly accurate. So they were like, we could try and artificially make that with a computer or a sensor, or we could study the brains of the locusts, and they're able to put trans- transmitters and little things into the locust brain, so when they smell explosives, a certain part of their brain lights up, and that sends a signal back to a computer somewhere else. And they can determine between chemical smells and explosive chemical smells. So that's how, that's how good they are. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty crazy. So they're explosive-sniffing cyborgs because they've been hijacked and fitted with electrodes. Tiny, they're tiny little bio-robots. So they've been implanting electrodes into their brains and when certain neurons fire when they smell something, that, that, that they can indi- that'll indicate where there's explosives and where there's not explosives. So, so they'll know where danger is then? Uh, yeah. yeah now, here's the thing. The locusts had to be put in like a small little box and wheeled around the place because obviously they couldn't tell them, fly my pretties and find me the bombs because locusts just do locust things. Yeah. So they put them in a little a wheeled robot that went around different places and tested it and found that, yeah, they're able to recognise within a few hundred milliseconds of exposure uh, that they can spot explosive vapours. Man, Isn't that just incredible? Just I love that. But hacking, The put, world of science. Putting little bionic things into their heads and linking that back to a computer. Amazing. Um, moving on to things that they're trying to do to our own heads to stop us enjoying bold things, things that are actually very addictive and very damaging. The Mayo Clinic, big famous research facility and hospital over in the United States, is proposing a new treatment for cocaine addiction, right? So obviously cocaine is a horribly addictive drug, destroys families and yeah. lives. And we're, we're seeing the repercussions of that on the streets of Dublin almost on a weekly basis. What they have done with rats, anyway, rats and mice in a study, is that they have inhibited 
a protein and a part of the brain that is that you know it releases dopamine and serotonin when you take cocaine so they have turned off the ability for rats to actually enjoy and get a positive high from taking cocaine um, and they found that when they did this when they turned off the part of the brain that got a high from consuming cocaine they didn't become addicted to the drug well what are the drug dealers going to do now they're going to panic. Uh, they'll find out. They'll probably blow up this research facility and kind of go, no, 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 no. Or but find a, a way around it. That should work then for everything, not just cocaine. That should work for most addictions if they can... Uh, yeah. There must be a way where, you know, because there's addictions to everything. Uh, yeah, it'd be weird because, you know, if you're addicted to it, one, there might be the physical addiction where you just feel you need it. Then there's something like, I'd imagine heroin is... I'm not going to pretend as if I know, but a lot of people who take heroin might be in pretty shitty situations mm. or, or have had a, a huge amount of trauma. So I'm not saying it's good for them to be on heroin, but if you can't even hide the pain of your shitty past with numbing it via drugs or alcohol, is that a good or a bad thing? Ah, surely there's another more holistic way to do it. That's what I mean. I don't know. Anyway, so what they're suggesting now is this could be a few years down the lines. They have been able to shut off the pleasure centers in mice so that they didn't become addicted to cocaine. And what they're thinking is they might be able to use gene therapy to turn off the gene in your brain that is responsible for you enjoying cocaine. And so you take it and you'd be like, well, that, that, that was just like snorting flour. Well, you know what that is? Genius. Oh, because of the genes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, thanks. Genius. Genius. Yeah. So that's years away, but a potential solution on the cards there with the old mice, because we have cocaine-addicted mice, apparently, because we're giving them cocaine. Um, but if you turn off that in their head, they don't get as addicted. Now, we are... Possibly a year away from having the first ever space tourists. I see. That's one thing I'd be too scared to do mm. is go into space. Yeah, I know I won't ever be able to afford it, but <laughs> I still yeah. be too afraid to do it. So we've been hearing about this for a long time. Richard Branson for years has been trying to develop a space tourism thing. Then Elon Musk has come along, and he's like doing pretty well. You know, he's got a rocket company. He's sending things up to the International Space Station. So what they're thinking of. There may, there may be, this time next year in 2021, four individuals may be going up on a uh, SpaceX ship called the Crew Dragon to outer space for the first time ever. So they're ahead of schedule. They have signed an agreement with Space Adventures to fly tourists up to the Crew Dragon and it could be happening earlier rather than later. The one thing is, though, uh, it's a huge amount of money. Like it's, a, it's a couple of hundred grand for a ticket, right? Mm. Staggering amount of money. They, uh, in this article, on this press release that they were talking about this as well, it, it ends with and SpaceX seems to have resolved the issue that caused an explosion during previous engine tests See, this is it that's it isn't it you're paying that money yeah and you might not survive yeah you know what I mean like you could probably use that money and actually enjoy life I know that would be the one worry isn't it like I don't know how astronauts do it you're sitting on a massive, massive, massive bomb. I know we have it in our cars, fuel is in our cars and you have it in planes as well, but mm. they're kind of fairly safe. They've been tested a lot. This, you were like the first tourist ever to be in a rocket. We're kind of like, oh. You're like the first person going on a commercial flight. But you remember, was it in the 60s and maybe in the 70s but they sent up the first civilian astronauts. It was a teacher and someone else and it blew up. I, it was just kind of like, was, was it that long ago? Maybe it was earlier than that, but I remember one of the last, the first times they had a civilian go up and uh, he wasn't a trained astronaut. And then a horrible, horrible thing happened. Yeah. So, I don't know. If, if you had the money, would you go up to, to space for the crack? No, mm. I definitely wouldn't. Not, Not a hope. Right. Um, then what do we have? Yeah, this this story is, is weird and 
we've talked about it a little bit before, but it involves people want to putting people want to put a moratorium, a ban on sex robots being built. Well, I mean, I kind of see why people would want that. You know, yeah, it's probably not good for us to be able to create this robot that you can virtually do anything to. And that's the problem because scientists have come out and they've said we should not be building these sex robots to replace human relationships. So they're speaking to the BBC guy from the Duke University. His name is, uh, or sorry, her name is Christine Hendren, and they have standards. Or the issues that they have is that apparently some of these robots are getting so lifelike and human. A lot of them have artificial intelligence built into them. They're responsive. You can talk to them. They yeah. move. And a lot of them are being used by people who, as you say, enjoy violent scenarios. Mm. And as well, this is disgusting, there is a self-confessed paedophile in Japan who says the doll that he got, which is a younger version of the doll, right, uh, helps him manage his Oh no, that's all yeah, types of wrong. It's all types of wrong and it's all types of weird, right? Scientists are coming out now saying that if you let people build whatever types of robots they want for whatever types of violent, disgusting, sick, depraved scenarios that they want, you're going to normalize the behavior and encourage the behavior. So there's always this big debate then between if you were to let someone do that and act out their disgusting, horrific, illegal fantasies on a robot, will that prevent them from doing that to a human because they're getting the satisfied urge? But I'd be kind of like... I think, yeah, I the think more it's encouraging it. So do I, I mean, the more they're doing it, the more they're going to want it. It's not going to turn it off. No. You know, it's like... Once you pop, you can't stop kind of thing. Once you start doing it, it's not going to be like, yeah, that's fine. Happy days, I'm and, satisfied now. It's not. Yeah, then surely you're going to have a fantasy about doing that with a real a real person yeah. at some point. Yeah. You know, so, so I, I that's think, that's no, I think... Disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Disgusting and weird. So these people have come out and a group of scientists all over the place have come together and they've said, we need to have insanely high standards and there needs to be a massive moral and ethical... Yeah. Impl- the only problem is... Even if you do bring out these robots that cannot do certain things, mm. you're going to have people who will just hack them and take away all of the programming that's in there for a, a safe kind of sex robot, if that makes sense. I mean, creating them in the first place is just going too far, isn't it? Do you think so? Yeah. You're encouraging people who might be socially awkward or people who aren't good at communicating <laughs> yeah. to not go out there and yeah. find, find ha- a real they, person. They can stay room. inside themselves and they won't have to ever overcome no. and deal with the real world. They're dealing with a robot yeah. and having a relationship with a robot. That's just mind-boggling. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, no. Yeah. That's not good. So, this person has said a... I haven't yet come across someone who would buy one yet, though. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm sure... Here's the thing. I'm, you, you, might have, quiet, yeah. you might have... You might have, you know? So, this, this person said, Christine said, a relationship with a girlfriend is based on intimacy, attachment, and rep... Repress... Can't say the word. Just reciprocity there we go so obviously giving and receiving yes said so these are things that cannot be replicated by machines no of course not so yeah it's a very good point you make you're, you're training someone to not and to not have to go outside themselves and not have to deal with human beings exactly and then obviously to push boundaries Ugh. where they shouldn't be pushing yeah so that is uh, you know we joked and laughed about sex robots I'm sure some people will use them just for their dirty perverted self and that's fine happy days no problems there but when you start going into the dark, seedy, disgusting worlds that they're uh, a part of as well, then you start having problems. So they want to ban all production on them and make sure that there's ethical standards put in place so that if you are the type of person to buy a filthy, dirty sex robot, at least there's some sort of things you can and can't do with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, don't yeah. buy them. Just please go out and just find someone, even on Tinder, so if just, you have to. If you have to go on Tinder. Yeah, just do it. Just, just get the real person. I'm off it, so there's one less catfish on Tinder. <laughs> so it's, it's moving in the right direction. And that was Control Alt Delete. If you see anything around that we should include on it, uh, drop us a WhatsApp, or you can get us on Instagram or on Twitter, at underscore room104. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.